0: Well, here we are. What is this, episode 434? Yeah, I guess. Oh, even you are in doubt. I just got other things on my mind. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't have a lot on his mind or has all the wrong stuff on his mind is the president. Uh, oh, God. This is... Just this, this, stop. Just stop. I can't. Uh, I got to fill up this space with something. Uh, so uh, not only did the president uh, try to communicate with the dead earlier, um, he claimed that his son, Bo, had lost his life in the Iraq War. Oh, come on. Well, he served. He served with utter indistinction. in in the war. Yes, he did. He certainly did. But after that, he came home and uh, was pursuing a political career, but then sadly was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer and uh, also, more sadly, uh, passed away due to it. So he didn't lose his life. Uh, in the iraq war well how do we know he didn't somehow conjecture through some sort of exposure to chemical weapons or something which weren't there but maybe a little bit or something yeah we don't know but um uh, that's a bit of a stretch so uh his own son and he can't even keep the details of something like that which you know it would have to be the absolute worst thing Or, uh, one of the worst things you can go through is uh, to lose a child, you know, they're supposed to bury you, you know, not the other way around. And yet, due to the failing of his faculties, uh, he he got that wrong. Now, granted, uh, Joe Biden has always been a liar, he's always exaggerated his own story, uh, or just flat out lied about it, lied about schools he supposedly attended, uh, plagiarized all over the place, all that type of stuff. But now, now, yeah, he has some sort of sympathetic factor here in that, well, he's in uh, the depths of dementia. And so he really can't be held responsible for screwing up things like that. Uh, But it just goes to show you the links of how far uh, his uh, cognitive ability has declined. Uh, You know, I'm getting so sick of this, of, of you assholes. Talking about this sort of thing. I mean, what do you want? Come on, Harris to be president? Damn, Lippy, you got a problem with a woman of color being president? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. I sure did. Oh, you asshole. Meanwhile, um, another uh, uh, deal that uh, Biden was working on, uh, since he can't keep dipping into the strategic oil reserve because that's extremely dangerous and he's already depleted it to dangerous levels, uh, he went to the Saudis to say, hey, man, uh, don't stop uh, production until after November. Uh, but talk about your quid pro quo so uh, colluding with foreign entities that are not exactly always friendly uh, in order to manipulate uh, the election chances for his property gee I seem to recall somebody getting in trouble for uh, that uh, at least it was suggested never proven because the actual evidence proved the the opposite but nevertheless uh, oh yeah it was President Trump he got impeached for supposedly uh, manipulating Ukraine and um it's funny how it all comes full circle, but don't expect anything. Well, when the red wave rush, washes over. Yeah, I know, but how many of those Republicans actually have balls and spines? You know, um, those are few and far between in, in supply. So, uh, And with Mitch McConnell in the Senate and being in charge, you can forget all about it. Maybe the House would impeach Joe Biden. Uh, for multiple reasons. I mean, geez louise, (laughs) take your pick, it doesn't matter. Uh, But uh, Mitch McConnell will not uh, convict on that, because, well, he and Joe are kind of in the the same club, you know? So, but yeah, just flat-out criminals. And speaking of the whole Russian collusion story, boy, uh, it's an old story by now. I guess it's shocking to some who just you know, are comfortable with their heads up their asses. Uh, Well, but this little detail we didn't know is that the FBI offered a million dollars to Christopher Steele to find the proof that his Steele dossier was actually true. Uh, But he couldn't because it wasn't. Because it turns out his Russian operative, that was the source, was a fraud. Yeah, it's funny you know you're doing the story on the russian collusion while colluding with russians it's it's all funny you know it sure is um, and uh... inflation uh, continues to rise you know, it's it's reaching the point where it, you're going to be priced out of your ability to buy anything it doesn't matter if you're fully employed you're not making enough money to afford what's available. Well, you see, that's part of the genius of the plan, because that destroys the bid, and then the prices will have to collapse, and it'll be cheap again. Yeah, but, but then you start buying shit again, and it'll go back up. it then collapse? Oh, God damn. Yeah, I don't know how you maintain your employment when you can't afford the gas to get you to your job. Well, all jobs should be within walking distance, and besides, we gotta give up the cars, they're well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll hopefully uh, that'll all work out. It won't. Yeah. No, it won't. You're right, Reddit It won't. Um, unless somebody with the spine um, tries to stop it. But, I mean, at this point, it's, uh, it's not like you're seeing the iceberg coming. It's already hit. It's just a matter of where are the lifeboats, you know? Well, on that happy note, I got some more uh, Halloween-related stuff for you, with uh, the cruise, of course. And uh, perhaps, but maybe not. Well, is it or isn't it? Maybe. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. Was the house in Amityville truly haunted? Perhaps. Well, there are few people who haven't heard the story of the Amityville Horror thanks to the movie and remakes of it and novels and other forms of media repeating the story. And perhaps most may know that it was supposedly based on true events. The authors of the original book, George and Kathy Lutz, were convinced right up to their deaths that the story was true. In 1975, the couple moved into a home in Amityville, New York. Unbeknownst to them, 13 months earlier, the son of the previous owner shot and killed all six members of his family. Claiming to have been directed to do so, by voices in his head. The killer, Ronald DeFeo, is still in prison in New York and will remain there until his death. Oh, strangely, all six of the victims were found lying face down in their beds with no sign of a struggle or sedatives having been administered. Within 28 days of moving into the house, George and Kathy Lutz fled claiming a series of horrific experiences forced them to leave. The family experienced foul smells, loud voices, physical attacks, and unexplained noises. All members of the family at one time or another witnessed glowing red eyes in the house. Kathy discovered a small, hidden room that was painted red, and the family dog refused to go near it. A priest was called in to bless the house, and he also witnessed some of the phenomena, which he later testified to on camera. The current owners and those after the Lutzes claimed to have had no unusual experiences in the house. The distinctive Dutch-style windows have been remodeled to keep curiosity seekers away. In the novel, Amityville Horror, which claims to be a work of non-fiction, it relates to -to day-to-day events that drove the Lutzes from their home. The book became a runaway bestseller and was made into a popular movie starring Rod Steiger, Margot Kidder, and James Brolin. The blurb on the book's back cover claimed that their fantastic story, never before disclosed in full detail, makes for an unforgettable book with all the shocks and gripping suspense of The Exorcist, The Omen, or Rosemary's Baby. But with one vital difference, the story is true. Of course, The Exorcist was supposedly based on a true story too, but we'll just let that go. The one vital difference between truth and fiction is what paranormal investigator Dr. Stephen Kaplan spent many years trying to expose in regard to the Amityville Horror. Now deceased, Dr. Kaplan was a well-respected Long Island parapsychologist, the founder of the Parapsychology Institute of America. He was a frequent guest on the WBAB radio program Spectrum with Joe Martin. On February 16, nineteen seventy-six. shortly after the Lutz family fled from the house on Ocean Avenue, Dr. Kaplan received a phone call from George Lutz requesting that Dr. Kaplan and his associates investigate the house. As Dr. Kaplan recalled in his account of the incident, the Amityville Horror Conspiracy, this initial conversation immediately began to arouse his suspicions as to the validity of George's claim that the house was haunted by demons and all variety of evil spirits. I began to ask questions, what actually happened to him and his family? George says that he simply can't describe the psychic phenomena. But there are demons there. He even knows their names. Oh, what are their names? I asked George, but he he wouldn't tell. Claims they'll appear uh, if he as much as mentions their names out loud. So I asked him who told you that? He says he read it in a book. I asked him for the title, but he can't remember. ...read so many books since they bought the house... ...books on demonology, witchcraft, satanism, ghosts, psychic phenomena. The list went on and on. And all in just a few short ways. Or so George claims. I press him about the demons... ...and he answers by reciting facts... ...he has learned about demons and Satan worship. In a discussion about witchcraft... ...George mentions Ray Buckland... ...a prominent witch in the area... ...ran the Witchcraft Museum... Bayshore before moving to New England. I'm getting more suspicious by the minute. Didn't George just tell me that he knew nothing of the occult up until the past two months? Um, Ray Buckland had been gone from New York for a year or two now. That would mean George had discussed the craft as it is called with one of the most knowledgeable witches in the country long before he bought the house. Dr. Kaplan's doubts about the veracity of the Lutz haunting were confirmed a year and a half later, when he received a copy of the Amityville Horror. Reading it from cover to cover, he swiftly came to the conclusion that George had indeed done his witchcraft and demonology homework. The account was packed with every sort of ghost, ghoul, poltergeist, and demon, all of which employed every trick of the book to terrorize the Ludd's family, but could not scare them into leaving for an entire month. The inconsistencies and fabrications Dr. Kaplan found include the complete exaggeration of the role of a priest friend played in the whole drama. In the book, a priest character named Father Mancuso is terrorized by a demon while trying to bless the new home. He is then stalked by the spectre, back to the rectory, where he is afflicted with boils, bleeding palms, a fever, and the pervasive scent of excrement. In real life, a priest did bless the house, and he did have some concern about the possibility of a haunting both the real priest and rectory were unharmed by any such demon. Henry's bar, the scene of Butch's shocking revelation is referred to as the witch's brute. An imaginary police sergeant named Gianfrido mentions that the police discovered the murders because Butch told the bartender a depiction of events that doesn't even come close to how they really occurred. The supernatural phenomena that the Lutzes describe witnessing is too wide-ranging, which is to say that no one home could possibly hold enough demons, spooks, etc. to cause everything that they say happened to. For instance, George claims that a porcelain lion leapt from a corner of the living room and bit him on the ankle. George then saw a ghostly vision of Ronnie DeFeo Jr.'s head floating in the zealot. George also claims he and his wife, Kathy, believe they saw the burned impression of a demonic hooded figure on their fireplace. Kathy levitated above their bed. Kathy looked in the mirror and saw a decrepit elderly woman looking back. The toilets backed up with black smelly ooze and the walls of the house were covered with slime. George and Kathy looked out the living room window and saw a floating pig with glowing red eyes. In the end, this tale of horror and demonic possession was debunked by the Catholic Diocese of Rockfield Center, the Amityville Police Department, William Weber, Butch Defail's defense attorney, U.S. District Court Judge Jack Weinstein, and even George and Kathy Lutz, who ended up recanting certain parts of the tale. The new owners of 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville were disturbed by no other visitors other than the hordes of curious onlookers and those convinced that theirs was a haunted house. The entire fabrication detracted from what was in fact the true horror of Amityville, the cold-blooded murder of six innocent people by one of their own family. So, did the Amityville horror depict the true story of a haunted house? Or was it all just a scam to sell a book and movie and make money off of it? Perhaps. But maybe. You're listening to The Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. Count Yorga Vampire is a horror-haunted tale that will take you beyond the boundaries of shock, past the threshold of fear, into a world of the almost human. Vampires have always fascinated me. They should. Their intelligence is far superior to humans. Is it true that vampires must be in their resting places before the sun rises? That if the rays of the sun hit them, they will disintegrate? (laughs) In Count Yorga Vampire, she creatures of unspeakable cravings become the mistresses of the Death Master, Count Yorga. No, this film is not of centuries past. It is a film of today. It could happen to you. Perhaps it is already happening to someone you know. Today's young people find it fascinating to dabble in the supernatural, and now they and their ladies pay the penalty in Count Yorga Vampire. See Count Yorga Vampire rated GP, parental guidance suggested. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Yes, you're thinking, where in the hell can I get some more Mr. Nelson stuff? (laughs) As if there wasn't enough already. Oh, boy, there's, there's so many. Well, anyway, the latest is... The NelsonRatings.Locals.com Gee, what's that? Well, it's the Mr. Nelson Post Locals page. <laughs> Why is it two different titles? Because I screwed up and I can't change the URL. So it's Nelson NelsonRatings.Locals.com oh, So anyway, you, you get a lot of the usual Nelson stuff there. A lot of links to different uh, videos from my Rumble account. And all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, photoshops and what have you. And uh, that's the free stuff. But... For a cheap paywall, (laughs) you get Mr. Nelson Theater, which is my poor man mystery science theater treatment of old public domain movies, particularly in the sci-fi and horror genre. So you can check those out. And in that version of them, they're uh, cut up into episodes, almost like a TV show. (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah, it is. So there's all kinds of cool stuff already there. You can head over there and check it out. Plus some cartoons, some stuff I did for compound media shows, all that great stuff all there for you to sign up, join up, and help out your old pal Mr. Nelson while enjoying some great Nelson stuff for you. So head over to the thenelsonratings.locals.com That's N-A-I-L-S-I-N ratings.locals L-O-C-A-L-S dot com. Yes, it's just that simple. Previously on the cruise What the hell is that? Whatever it is, it's pretty big, and it's heading right for us. Oh god, not another monster? Wait, no. It's... It's not a fog break. What do you mean? Here's binoculars. look. What? What is that? Is that a flock of birds? No. It's a swarm. What do you mean? What? Oh, my God. The hell? It's That's huge. Yeah, it looks like it's coming right for us. No, not for us. It's it's being drawn to the lighthouse. We What? We've got to change course. we we've, Change we're course? We're between the lighthouse and it. We, we've got to alter course and get away from that swamp. Yeah, but what about the giant snake? Wait, no, it, 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 it did swim away. Yes, it swam away to get away from the swamp. What? Holy shit. Where do you shit. get that? Look at the size of those things. I mean, those bugs, they're, they're almost as big as cats. Holy shit. When that snake leaped over the ship, I thought we were a goner for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it was scary. Let's hope we can make it to that lighthouse was, island before it shows its ugly noise. face again. Yeah, well, so far it? I'm not seeing it. I'm that noise? See it on your end? Yeah, yeah no, no. Ain't no goddamn state, but there's something else. I mean, what? I don't know what the fuck this is. I thought it was a flock of birds, but it looks like some kind of swarm huh? of bees. Oh, my God. Bees, what the hell? Ooh, it's it a swarm. in the ocean. Ooh, oh, my God. Oh, you, you know I'm allergic to bees. Uh, I'm going to uh, go baby, outside and try to get a closer look. It's probably birds like he thought in the first place. There ain't no goddamn bees. Yeah, well, I would have thought there wouldn't be no giant-ass snakes, but... Yeah, There's but, a giant-ass snake out there. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, I... Yeah, I guess you got to put it Yeah, right. What? What? We're, we're turning away from the lighthouse. What? Oh, what man. the hell? What, what the Oh, hell? oh shit. man, what are they doing up there? Holy shit. There's bugs on top of us. That, huh? What? Oh, man. They're huge. Yeah, bigger than a cat. Uh, get inside. Let's the motherfucking house. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, let's yeah, go. All, right, all right, let's go. Let's oh, go, go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh Oh Spray! Holy no. shit, there ain't no way we gotta help. Yeah, we gotta get off the this. ship. We gotta get off the ship. What? We gotta get to the lifeboats and get to the... the Mario, we can't do that. The, 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 the That's what we need to Mother. do. No, no, Holy no, shit, don't, you told no, me in no, the door. No, what the fuck? No, 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 right no, get in the door. Get in shot oh, door. Oh, man, no. There's shut. There we go. Yeah, but a bunch of them got in. We gotta swat them down. No. God, oh, shit. God damn. Goddamn. Can be baby, 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 baby. Get out of the team! Get out of the team! Yeah, oh, no. My no. God damn, motherfucking <laughs> bastard! Ah, jeez! Ah, bug shit all over them. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You saved my life. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God, no. no. Billy, don't look at him. Oh, God. Oh, shit. What? What's going on? Well, what is it? It's Mac and Balloon. The... Being eaten alive by them bugs. You have been listening to The Cruise. Written, performed, and produced by me, Douglas Nelson. Any and all music is courtesy of Kevin MacLeod and other public domain and copyright-free sources. listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com Is something or someone haunting Sprague Mansion? Perhaps. But maybe not. For many years Sprague Mansion, now the home of the Cranston Historical Society, has had a reputation for being plagued by unexplained phenomena. In 1967, when the Cranston Historical Society, led by Robert and Viola Lynch, purchased the Sprague Mansion, they didn't know that. By saving the mansion from being destroyed by the city of Cranston for a high-rise building to house the elderly of the city, they had also acquired something that wasn't listed in the deed. The last residents of the mansion were the supervisors of the Cranston Printworks, once part of the Sprague's Industrial Empire, and the house had been thought to be empty when the print works decided they no longer needed such a big piece of property. No one of the Cranston Historical Society knew that ghosts dwelled within the walls of the 28-room mansion, just dying for some contact. When the Cranston Historical Society took over the mansion, it needed a great deal of repair. which. The members were happy volunteering to do. One member volunteered his time working at what would become the doll room, which is no longer in existence. It was a very small, closet like room that housed some creepy looking dolls and marionettes. One evening in 1968, the volunteer saw something white and filmy in the doll room, and from then on, refused to work alone in the tiny, enclosed room. Another encounter was witnessed by both Kennedy and Bell as they each captured photos of a doll's eyes move on camera. The problem is, the eyes were painted on. The wine cellar in the mansion has also been a site of frightening occurrences, including eerie, glowing orbs. One night, Bell reported a woman's figure had been spotted in the cupola, the highest point of the mansion. Apparently, the first reported encounter was in 1925 when guests reported seeing a ghost the elegant central stairway. Three years later, Ethel Duckworth, the wife of Cranston Printworks manager Harry Duckworth, reported that she had been alone in the dark wine cellar down in the basement below the original part of the mansion, when she felt someone brush by her arm. On another occasion, a film, white thing brushed against a visitor's arm while he was alone in the wide cellar. For some reason, that gentleman never returned to Sprog Mansion. An icy presence was also felt there, and it still is, according to other visitors. But now, oddly enough, people believe the spirit who haunts Sprague Mansion was not a member of the family or even associated with the Sprugs. The legend of Charlie the Butler began when Bob Litch Jr. and some of his Brown University classmates were doing night watchman duty at the mansion in 1967. Right after it was purchased by the Cranston Historical Society, the young men said strange things happened to them at night while they were trying to sleep blankets were thrown off the beds, but each claimed he had not been joking around. So they constructed a makeshift Ouija board, a device that supposedly allows spirits to communicate with the living by spelling out words. Tell my story is what the Ouija spelled out under the fingertips of the young men using the board. They had contacted a ghost who had a story to tell. He called himself Charlie. He had been a butler to a wealthy family that had lived in the mansion after the Sprague's left. He had hoped that his daughter would be married to the son of his employer, but that wedding never happened. Dashing Charlie's dreams of wealth and land, the Ouija kept spelling out, My land. My land. Charlie's reputation spread. And now he has his own Halloween party at the mansion each year. Apparitions in white have appeared to some partygoers, and many claim they have been touched by a very cold hand. So I guess if you're the type that wants to get bundled by white filmy apparitions, then Sprague Mansion is the place for you. But could all this be just... People getting psyched out about the legend of a haunted house, and imagining things, yes, that could be, or it could very well be there's some really extra creepy ghosts around who, uh, you know, just want to touch people, you know? Perhaps, but maybe not. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and/or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and/or blocked.